Samuel Studios. This is the John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Williams in there to linebacker. Here's the third down play. Pass deflected in the air and intercepted. Dylan Doyle on the deflection got the interception for the Bears. It is Baylor's third interception tonight of Spencer Sanders. The John Moore Show is brought to you by Amanda Cunningham, Coldwell Banker Apex Realtor, by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business, by Marine Land Boating Center, home of Yamaha Boats, making memories since 1983, by the Baylor Club at McLean Stadium, on the web at thebaylorclub.com, and by Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive, where Waco gets engaged. I'm, I'm very disappointed in just our competitive maturity. You know, I think we're at a stage right now where um, something that we talk about and something that we uh, give examples about and something that uh, is very important, central to us, is, uh, is, is not showing up. You know, we've been talking quite a bit about how something like this is going to cost us a game, and it just did. Stay connected with the Voice of the Bears on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Snapchat at Voice of Bears. Sanders takes a knee once again. Final 15 seconds will click off, and Oklahoma State has the win over Baylor tonight. 24-14 the final score. Cowboys do remain undefeated. Bears drop to 4-1 and one on the season and 2-1 and one in Big 12 Conference play. Final score, Oklahoma State 24, Baylor 14. Now. From the Allen Samuel Studios, here's the voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Hi and welcome, John Morris Show on this Monday afternoon. Highlight cuts courtesy of the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield. We appreciate you being with us this afternoon. John Morris from our offices here in the Simpson Athletic and Academic Center. Aaron Sexton in the Allen Samuel Studios. Heard uh, some Baylor football in the open there. We'll let you listen in to the Dave Aranda press conference coming up this hour. Uh, Coach Aranda and the Bears now bouncing back from a loss for the first time this year. Fell uh, 24-14 at Oklahoma State on Saturday and now hosting West Virginia coming in this Saturday morning, 11 a.m. kickoff this week for the Bears and the Mountaineers. Welcome in. Glad you're with us. Uh, appreciate you being with us on this Monday afternoon. Aaron, I got to tell you, uh, I know you know this, but beautiful weather outside. We finished the press conference. I uh, downloaded and sent you the audio, did a couple of other things. Then I went up f- out for a short walk outside <laughs> before we connected here. But man, it is absolutely gorgeous outside today. And I think, I think it's supposed to be uh, close to this all week. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to... Uh... To getting outside a little bit later today. Man, it is nice. Really, really nice. It's warm enough, but not too hot. A lot of sunshine. In fact, looking out my window, uh, not a cloud in the sky. So really, really nice. High 80s, mid 80s to high 80s and cool in the morning. So really, really nice here in Central Texas. Uh, Baylor did uh, fall to the Cowboys on Saturday. It was 24-14, the final score, first loss of the year for the Bears. Uh, Just had trouble getting the running game going. Baylor leading the Big 12 in rushing and just couldn't get it going against the Cowboys. 107 yards rushing. They were averaging 
um, 200, what was it, 247 or maybe more than that going into the game. Let me double check, but uh, really stymied by that Oklahoma State defense. And, um, uh, you know, Oklahoma State tried to help Baylor. Baylor won the turnover battle 3-0, to had three interceptions on the night, didn't turn it over at all, and uh, just couldn't get things going uh, enough to get a win. They, they trailed 14 to nothing at halftime, uh, got it to 17-14 in the third quarter, and then from there uh, just couldn't get any closer and lost it 24-14. to uh, 14. Yeah, Baylor was averaging 271.8 yards per game, uh, best in the Big 12, sixth in the nation, and just couldn't get it going. 107 yards rushing. Uh, Treston Ebner, uh, rough night. Uh, eight carries for a net of zero yards, Aaron. So when Treston Ebner, you know, can't get into positive territory, you know, yardage-wise, uh, you know something uh, not good is going on. Uh, Abram Smith did have a nice game. He finished with 97 yards rushing, had a big 55-yard touchdown run for the Bears, and uh, that was the first score of the night for the Bears in the third quarter. But other than that, they just had trouble getting getting cranked up, you know, offensively against that Oklahoma State defense. Yeah, it was a uh, it was uh, offensively it was a very frustrating night for Baylor. You know, uh, Smith had the big run on the fourth and short, but uh, and then there was a uh, um, and I'm drawing a blank. The uh, one big pass play. Um, yeah, Taekwon to, had to, one to big Tyquan one. Thornton, yeah, I believe that yep. was in the fourth quarter, yep. right? That's the one I'm thinking of. I, it wasn't the only one, but it was a very important one. Right. And then, uh, you know, they took a few deep shots and, and missed on missed on a few and were able to hit a couple, but that was the one that really stood out. But other than that, in the Smith run, I mean, it was a long night offensively for Baylor. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Drew Estrada had a big night receiving. He was Baylor's leading receiver on the night. Um, but uh, and, and a couple of, I think, 29-yard catches. But other than that, with, uh, with Oklahoma State stacking the box, which, uh, which Coach Aranda told us they were going to do last week. I mean, that wasn't a surprise. They knew they were going to do that. But with, uh, with that happening, you've got to find a way to stretch the field and uh, make them back off a little bit from seven, eight, nine in the box. And Baylor just couldn't hit consistently uh, passing downfield. So Cowboys just stayed in that and really stymied Baylor uh, offensively, especially the running game. So uh, the loss by the Bears, first of the year. Baylor's 4-1. and one. They're 2-1 and one in Big 12 conference play. Oklahoma State goes to 5-0. and oh. They are 2-0 uh, and oh in the Big 12. And now an open date this Saturday for Oklahoma State. Then they'll play Texas in Austin a week from now uh, or, or two weeks away. And then Baylor is home hosting West Virginia this Saturday. Uh, and the Bears, uh, and we got the uh, game time for the BYU game. This is of... Uh, a lot of importance to a lot of people on campus because that's homecoming. Baylor and BYU on October 16th is homecoming. And, uh, you know, the question is, ooh, yeah, you got a lot of homecoming events uh, that you want to make work around the football game. And the game is at 2.30 on Saturday afternoon. So it fits in very nicely. It's almost like uh, Mac Rhodes said uh, to ESPN, hey, we'd like this game at 2.30 on October 16th. And the announcement came today. The game is 2.30 on Saturday, October 16th. It'll be on either ESPN or ESPN2. Uh, some whispers about game day uh, and nothing, obviously nothing 
um, uh, official, nothing formal on that. But it, it'll be a big matchup, especially if Baylor wins this week. Uh, BYU is undefeated. Only thing kind of working against us is game day will be in Dallas this week uh, prior to the Red River showdown, Texas and OU, and would they come to a Big 12 site, you know, two, two weeks in a row. But uh, sets up, I mean, Baylor's not looking ahead to BYU whatsoever, except to know the game time today as uh, 2.30 on October 16th. So West Virginia comes in. They're trying to bounce back from a loss themselves. They lost at home to Texas Tech. 23-20, a last-second 32-yard field goal by Jonathan Garibay. The difference there, uh, hard to explain. I didn't expect, I, I didn't expect that at all. I thought West Virginia at home against a Tech team that really needed the win. Give them credit. I thought West Virginia would win, but Tech won that game in the hills of Morgantown. And uh, so West Virginia and Baylor meet this week, both trying to bounce back from losses. All right, uh, talk more about that, let you hear the uh, Dave Aranda press conference coming up in just a bit. Plenty more to come in the hour. We're glad you're with us. John Morris in our offices in the Simpson Athletic and Academic Center. Aaron Sexton in the Allen Samuels Studios. John Morris Show will continue in a moment. John Morris Show brought to you in part by DMRA Fine Jewelers. They're at 4541 West Waco Drive. Where Waco gets engaged. This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm meteorologist Haley Fitzpatrick. A high-pressure ridge will be the main dominating force for our weather this week with little to no rain chances and minimal humidity. We're looking at mostly sunny skies today with a high of 89. Tomorrow, another day filled with a lot of sunshine and a high of 89. Wednesday, expect more sunny conditions and a high of 87. Make sure to join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9 for your forecasts first. Plus, check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a Thai manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. All openings start at $17 an hour or more. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco, to apply. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, 
Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Show on this Monday afternoon brought to you in part by Alan Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business. Alan Samuels on the web at alansamuelsdcj.com. Go by and see Ted Teague and all our friends at Alan Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat. Back with us, John Morris, Aaron Sexton. Next segment lets you uh, listen in to the Dave Aranda press conference uh, from today. Aaron, uh, the uh, uh, the game Saturday was Baylor and Oklahoma State. We got back late. Got back about, well, I laid my head on my pillow at one sixteen on uh, Sunday morning, so not too bad. But uh, um, got up, Terry and I went to church, got some lunch, and then I took a good nap on Sunday afternoon and then was ready to go the rest of the day. But in between uh, the nap and our uh, church life group on Sunday evening, I was kind of, I was watching... I watched part of the Cowboys game, missed part of it, and then I was checking out baseball on Sunday because it was really good for the final day of the season. There was a lot of drama. Um, MLB Network was uh, hoping for chaos, you know, hoping that it came down to some ties and they'd have to have a play-in game today. Uh, but everything, uh, everything played out, and we're set now with the playoffs. The wild card games are tomorrow. And how about this? Yankees, Red Sox. One game, play-in game, uh, to move on into the playoffs. And Dodgers-Cardinals, one game, play-in game, to move on into the playoffs. How about those four franchises meeting each other one game or your season's over? Isn't that pretty cool the way it worked out? Absolutely. That's, uh, man, it's going to be, should be great playoffs, too. The only yeah, October only baseball. Was, uh, Kershaw's injury. Yeah, Kershaw and uh, and Max Muncy also for the Dodgers. Max, the Baylor grad, uh, went out with an injury yesterday. Uh, he was making a play at first base. Ball arrived right at the same time as the runner, and there was a collision at first base. And I couldn't tell at first whether it was his wrist or his shoulder or uh, or what it was, but he went down and he was in some kind of pain. And then the report came from the Dodgers later. It was his elbow. So an elbow injury for Max Muncie, which you really hate to see. Um, no timetable's been given yet. There have been comparisons made, that injury to others of its kind, and it was like a six-week process. So uh, hopefully it's not that bad, and hopefully Max will be available as the Dodgers uh, begin their playoff run. Maybe not tomorrow for their game tomorrow, but hopefully uh, Max will be back in the lineup. So certainly uh, sending out prayers to uh, Max Muncy, the Baylor grad with the L.A. Dodgers, who appears to be headed to the uh, injured list at, right as they start the playoffs. And then that game last night, what did you think of that game last night, Aaron? Uh, in the rain, in Foxborough, uh, huge buildup. Tom Brady's return to Foxborough as his Bucks played the Patriots. What did you think about that game? Very disappointing. I mean, just I, the weather mm -hmm. had a lot to do with it, obviously, but it was a really sloppy game. Uh, very 
low scoring. I thought Bill Belichick did a great job defensively against them. Um, and offensively, they did some pretty decent things. I mean, considering the weather and they have a rookie quarterback, uh, you know, some of it had to do with the, the Bucks secondary being beat up so bad. But, you know, get credit where credit is due. Uh, Bill, Bill, Belichick had a good game plan, and they had a chance to win that game when, when I didn't think it would even be close. Yeah, good point. Uh, Mac Jones looked good, didn't he? That's the first time I'd really seen him or noticed him, the the rookie out of Alabama quarterbacking now for the Patriots. Uh, I thought he looked really good. Yeah, at one point I believe he he completed 18 straight passes. And wow. I know that they were keeping the field, you know, short for him most for the most part. I mean, he had some few deep balls, but um, that's still pretty impressive. Uh, yeah, he, he looks really good. Out of the rookie quarterback so far, he looks the best. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be the best. Yeah. I don't think he will. I think eventually it'll probably be Justin Fields. Uh, but Zach Wilson finally looked good yesterday. Uh, Justin Fields looked pretty decent, and they got the win. And, you know, they're all having some growing pains. But uh, it's, I think it – and Trey Lance got to play because Garoppolo got hurt. and. He he was mm. he struggled when he first got in, but he got better as the game went along. Interesting, interesting day, and that was fun to watch uh, NBC's blowout coverage of that game last night. Unfortunately, it was a bad weather game. Uh, man, by the end of the game, it was absolutely pouring, and the kicker for the Patriots, uh, who I can't remember who that is, but had a shot at a long field goal, a fifty-six yarder that would have won the game uh, or at least given them the lead in the final seconds. And it was just short, just hit off the left uh, upright, um, maybe long enough, but just hit off the left upright. Uh, that was the difference in, uh, uh, in the Patriots maybe getting a win last night. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, That's uh, yeah. pretty, pretty much what I thought too. So, yeah, um, yeah so two-point win night. It was Nick Folk, by the way, who there was you the go. kicker. And, there you go. You know, it was close. It was a long kick in the rain. You know, there's been a lot of kickers. Uh, there's been a few games lost because of short missed field goals. That was a long one in the rain, and it was very, very close. Just uh, doinked off the upright, like you said. Yeah, man. And, uh, yeah, in the rain. I mean, that was not an easy kick whatsoever in a, in a pouring rainstorm, so a wet field. And, uh, you know, with that much pressure on that kick, and he just barely doinked it. So, good game. That was fun to watch last night. Uh, all right, let's do this. Let's take a break. When we come back, uh, let you listen into the Dave Aranda press conference from earlier today. Bears uh, played Saturday without Terrell Bernard. We'll get an update on him. They also played without Kalen Boogie Barnes, who had a leg injury late in the week last night, last week. So we didn't know until kickoff that uh, Boogie would not be available for the Bears. But uh, an update on him as well. Plus, look ahead to the West Virginia Mountaineers coming to town on Saturday to play Baylor. It's an 11 a.m. kickoff this Saturday morning. That means our coverage here on ESPN Central Texas begins at 7 a.m. on Saturday morning. Then our Baylor alumni tailgate show on the air at 9 a.m., 11 a.m. kickoff Saturday for the Bears and the Mountaineers. Take a break and be right back. Let you hear the Dave Aranda press conference when we come back. Hey, uh, shout out to Bruce in Cincinnati listening to us. We were talking baseball and the Reds finished the season out of the running for a playoff spot yesterday. But Bruce is tuned in and listening to us today up there in Cincinnati, and we appreciate that. 
Take a break and be right back. John Morris Show will continue here on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on the Matt Mosley Show. It is Mac Rhodes, the director of athletics. When people go through adversity together, I think it can bring them, them closer together. And I really think that's, that's happened for the eight of us. And then just excited for the four that uh, will be joining the, 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 the conference. And um, I, I, I think there's a, a special opportunity for, for the Big 12 to, to be better than it's ever been before. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, DMRA Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Hey, Waco. Need a fresh start to your morning? Tired of the same old cup of joe? Come on down to Common Grounds. We serve all your favorite plus several options on our signature menu you cannot find anywhere else. Try our world-famous cowboy coffee. You can get it either piping hot or ice cold, any way you like it. We're open all day from 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. at our 8th Street location next to Baylor University and 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. at our Woodway location next to Slow Rise Pizza. So if you need to pick me up or just wanted a beautiful space to connect and unwind, come on down to Common Grounds where you're sure to experience more than just coffee. Wake up the right way, Waco. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number. So, why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Marineland Boating Center, Crest Pontoons, and Mercury Marine believes no matter how you boat, the water unites us all. Crest Pontoons offer a level of quality, safety, style, and comfort that is unparalleled in the industry. Mercury outboards are durable, reliable, and powerful. Whether you're fishing, pulling a tube, or just getting away from it all to relax, Marineland Boating Center has the perfect model for you. Take time to live the pontoon life and experience the Crest standard of excellence. Powered by Mercury at Marineland Boating Center in Waco, making memories since 1983. Connect, host, work, and play with the Baylor Club. Enjoy an upscale environment featuring chef-driven cuisine and space to watch all the action. Discover a private club inside McLean Stadium with all the amenities you could want, including complimentary breakfast Monday through Friday, a la carte dining for lunch and dinner, and special events for all interests. Contact John or Rebecca today at 254-710-8080 to make the Baylor Club your home away from home or to book your next private event. Texas is open for business, and as potential customers re-emerge, now is the time to reach them. Your proud Texas business needs customers, and customers need your products and services. So let Eminem Broadcasters bring you together. Eminem has a variety of specialized radio stations, each designed to reach a specific audience. Advertising grows your business. Email today to info at mmbwaco.com or call 254-772-0930. That's 254-772-0930. 
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Slovakic Sausage in West. Dallas Cowboys used the running game with Ezekiel Elliott carrying 20 times for 143 yards. Cowboys had a total of 245 yards on the ground. Dak Prescott threw for four touchdowns and the Cowboys beat the Panthers 36-28. Tonight on Monday Night Football, Las Vegas Raiders back in L.A. to face the Chargers kickoff at 7:15 on ESPN. Clemson out of the top 25 for the first time since 2014. Baylor also drops back out of the top 25 after their loss to Oklahoma State on Saturday. Alabama renames number one, followed by Georgia, Iowa, Penn State, and Cincinnati rounding out the top five. OU is at six, Oklahoma State moves up to 12, and Texas in at 21. The Cleveland Indians have played their final game ever, beating the Rangers in the last game of the season, six to nothing. Rangers end the season 60 and 102. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Show on ESPN Central Texas. Sims in motion now gets set on the right side. Bohannon keeps. They push. Bohannon is in. Touchdown, Bears. Gary Bohannon covers the final half yard. And the Bears are back in the end zone here with 12.04 to play in the fourth quarter. Makes it Oklahoma State 17, Baylor 13. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show. From the Allen Samuel Studios, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. Highlight cut courtesy of the Baylor Sports Network from Learfield. Want to let you hear the uh, Dave Aranda press conference from earlier today. Give you a look at the uh, schedule of games, a light schedule coming up this Saturday. Baylor in West Virginia. It's 11 a.m. here on ESPN Central Texas. Again, 7 a.m. for the uh, pregame show for Game Day Live and 9 a.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 11 a.m. kickoff for the Bears and the Mountaineers. Also 11 a.m. in Dallas on ABC for now 6th-ranked Oklahoma and now 21st-ranked Texas. The Red River rivalry game comes up this Saturday at 11 a.m. And then 6 p.m. on ESPN, TCU at Texas Tech. And that's it. Just those six teams, those three games coming up on Saturday involving uh, Big 12 schools. All right, Baylor is preparing for West Virginia, trying to move past the loss, their first of the year. This one at Oklahoma State. Let you listen in now to the Dave Aranda press conference from earlier today. It's good to be with you guys, you know, um, being back and watching, at the, watching the tape. Very tough to look at, fair amount of film that is uh, hard to digest, but all opportunities for us to get better. And uh, I've had really good instructive talks with the staff, really looking forward to getting with our team uh, this afternoon and then attacking it. What an opportunity to get better and really um, to have a week that we can really lay out who we are and what we're about and, and how we handle or how we respond to adversity. So looking forward to it. Any questions? Dave, uh, West Virginia's put up some really good defensive numbers. Are they similar at all to Oklahoma State defensively? Or? I think there is some structural similarities. I think there's, we use the term spinner for um, three-man fronts with a 
linebacker, defensive end type body, right, kind of in at the heel line of the defensive line in one of the B gaps and stunts and pressures that can come off of those looks. So they're similar from that perspective. I think they're also similar in that they're very uh, multiple. Uh, they're not, um, you know, a bend but don't break defense. They're they're more of an attacking brand. I think, um, you know, there's some differences just in West Virginia from last year to this. I thought last year there was, there's probably more individual production at all three levels, D-line, linebacker, and DBs, where now there's, there's not quite as much, but there's more team defense with them now. I think I feel like they're, they're, um, they're, they're probably better coached. They're, there's a lot, a lot of technique on film. A lot of um, uh, a lot of discipline, gap controls on tape. Whereas I think at last last year there was a lot of disruption, a lot of I think he's fitting here, but he's making a play over there, and um, you know it creates challenges for us for sure. You know in the run game they are very disruptive. What do you have to do maybe offensively to get to a more consistent level? I think we have to be able to. Um, you know, establish the run. If we're getting safeties that are in the box, right, as much as we were on Saturday, right, I think we've got to be more effective at cracking them. You know, we push crack. We have to um, execute that in a, in a much more um, um, uh, uh, much more meaningful way. And then we're also going to have to build a complete balls down the field to stretch defenses to where they can't have, you know, seven, nine, 10-man fronts. Kevin Barnes didn't participate on Saturday. Was he available, and what's his status now? He was not. We're, we're aiming to have him available for this Saturday. You know, I think these next two days, uh, Monday and Tuesday, is going to be a big tell on that. He's getting some, um, some work done on, on his legs to see if he can be available for us. Dave, uh, you had three interceptions the other day of Spencer Sanders. Uh, you know, defense has had a fair amount of takeaways all season long. Are you liking what you're seeing from that group in terms of not just getting stops but getting the ball away? You know, I think there's positives. I think, um, and we've talked about this, I believe, some before. I think we've got some guys on that side of the ball that have um, the ability to to make big plays. Um, a couple guys now consistently have done it throughout the year. I think the challenge there for us still is to play team defense and to to really execute our one eleventh within a within a defensive call, within a package, within a situation. You look at the last two weeks, the first drive of the game um, was probably per, for the opponent their easiest drive, and then you look at you know uh, last so Saturday for example the drive before the half. And then at the drive at the end of the game, so probably the most stressful and maybe most anxiety-filled three parts of the game were when we were at our worst. And so to have the ability to play team defense from the start and when it matters most, I think, is still something that we need to do and will really be able to put us at another level from where we're at now. Dave, you seem to, to be kind of edgy a little bit in the post game, which is fine because you lost, but... Is it time, in a way, are you almost of that mentality of it's time to take off the diapers? we got to go do some things right and get it done? Well, you know, I think, um, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's, it's, it is frustrating for me when, you know, you want to win with character, 
when you really care about winning is 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 very important to me, but how you win is more so. And to make that a real central part of what we want to be about and what we want to um, display on and off the field, and then to have and you know to make that almost a daily point, and to have that not reflect and have that not show up is uh, is frustrating. And so usually, you know, you emphasize um, something and you get it. And so, you know, we're we're talking about staff wise about ways that we can be more effective in that area and be able to get um, get a, a complete um, a complete buy-in to where we can be better with that. Because I, I just feel, you know, every game is going to be, you know, a back and forth. Every game is going to be a fight in this league, and rightfully so. And um, we're going to have our hands full playing one opponent, as you know, we've been playing two here for a while. When it comes to pre-snap penalties as far as delayed games or timeouts with a shot with the clock running down, mm-hmm. you know, where's the disconnect there with getting the play in and getting it in on time? Yeah, I think um, as a coaching staff, myself, like I take responsibility for that. That's something we we should be much better at. You know, I think the the crowd noise. I think uh, late in the game, um, the pressure, kind of, kind of, um, um, uh, you know, the 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 time of the game, the time that was left, the score. I think all of those things affected. You know, we would be calling guys. Guys wouldn't hear us. Hey, this is the call. You know, are you sure that's the call? Is this the? And all that was happening up. And just you know, I think pressure creates abnormal behavior, and so we were able to really be in a pressured situation really for the first time in, um, in, in an environment, in a way, environment like that. And so very instructive, very difficult to look at, but um, a lot of opportunity to get better at. And so that is completely the idea here. Dave, uh, Drew Estrada made a really big contribution in the last game. What, what do you like about him? What he brings to this receiving I think there's a, a real strong competitiveness with him. I think there's a really strong maturity with him. I think um, his work ethic is really strong. I think his um, there's a there's a toughness to him, and so um, he can be a blocker as well as a receiver and a runner. And so there's a great flexibility to him. And I think you know his care factor is very strong. And so um, we're going to see more and more of him. You know, I think the key for him is to stay healthy. Dave, I, I know you look one week at a time, one game at a time, but you have this stretch here coming up of three home games in four weeks. Mm-hmm. How much, you know, how big is this for you guys and then I guess for the fans too to be able to make an impact in that stretch? We're excited for the fans for this next one for sure. I know, you know, in um, in looking ahead to this week, just seeing the opportunity for us to be able to put a game together right to start off a game fast and then to um to close out you know the the first half strong um and then to close out the game strong and to do it with a um with a real strong energy and a real strong competitive maturity you know when we get into those pressured situations and those tough moments to be at our best i think those are things that um you know we've been really working on and and are really looking forward to showing and would love to be able to have a, a crowd there that can energize us. I know for our, for our players to be able to play in front of a home crowd 
is something they look forward to. Dave, now that you've had the chance to sit down and look at the film, where do you attribute the struggles in the running game? Was it more something they were doing defensively or just a lack of execution? And how much of that is fixable in a week of practice? Yeah, I think it's all very fixable. I think um, there, is, there is a lot of, um, you know, I think um, defensively, and we spoke to this, I think, last week when we met, just a lot of respect for their defensive coordinator. And I think, you know, um, he put a lot of people in the box and forced us to um, to win on the outside and on the perimeter. And um, we failed to do that. And so I think once that happens, then there's really limited, um, there's limited things you can do when you're outnumbered in a box. And so I think, you know, in terms of running the ball, cracking that, that eighth or ninth guy and being um, real effective at that is key. I think, you know, uh, getting uh, the balls on the perimeter if everyone's inside and try to take advantage of the math outside. We've got to be able to effectively block on that perimeter for that to happen. And then I think the, um, the big takeaway, though, is to f uh, not allow people to do that by having them to uh, feel threatened on the perimeter on the outside in the throwing game. Do you guys have kind of a, some break glass in case of emergency looks? You know, I mean, just when, when running is not working, mm -hmm. and then maybe that affects the play action pass, do you have some, some other looks that you go, well, let's, let's try this? Well, the play action pass really should be it. And there was a few examples, I think, in that first half where, you know, if we come down with it, I think that really changes a fair amount of things because uh, I think that opens stuff up. And I think, you know, in the second half, starting in that third quarter, it opened up after we, we were able to connect on one of those passes, the run game immediately after, all of a sudden showed up. And so it's kind of time-tested you know, that. And so I think that's the main one. I think some of the screens that we had, you know, we've got to build block better on the perimeter. And then I think some of, you know, in the second half, you saw some of the empty sets where we can ID better what coverage and what pressure. And I think you saw some of that to start the third quarter. Dave, obviously there's emphasis on going 1-0 every week, but as you look further down the schedule, I mean, does this feel like a make or break point in the season when it comes to the game Saturday? I, I wouldn't use that language. I would use it more of, um, you know, it's a game of random events, game of setbacks. How do we respond to it? You know, it's something that we talk about a fair amount. And I think it's, it's one thing to nod your head and, and kind of understand it when we're sitting down. But to be in it and to give your all to something and then to have that not be enough and to make maybe a, a critical mistake here or to um, overlook something there, take ownership of it, and then put yourself out there again. That's what this week would be about. David, you got a veteran uh, quarterback, running back. What do you see from those guys? Quarterback is savvy. I think he, um, the receiver core is very impressive. And I think, um, you know, they'll, they'll take the fade balls. There's a fair amount of all goes. So they'll throw it up. Um, I think. Their slot receiver is one of the, the, the better slot receivers we've seen this, this far. He might be the best this date. I think um, um, the quarterback has uh, limited ability to move in the pocket, but knows where he's getting, knows where he's going to put the ball. And so his decision-making and his processing is pretty impressive. 
Um, then I think the running back is is physical. You know, they're um, they're a duo play scheme. A lot of double teams at the point of attack with the offensive line, and the running back is patient and physical to where he could hit it downhill or he can bounce it, right? If you're building a wall in the correct manner, and so I think offensively, um, you know, I, I know that there's been some challenging games, but they've got the pieces, and I'm, you know, they're looking to get everything kind of clicking, um, and uh, we want them to wait another week for that to happen. Where did the philosophy of using defensive guys at fullback come from? And, and Dylan just seems like an ideal kind of guy for that. Yeah. Well, we don't. Um, you know, there wasn't a bunch of fullbacks on the roster, and I think you know Dylan um, has that ability to um, to dig people out and you know uh, fill a B gap or get on the perimeter in a C or D gap and then run and lift an, an off, uh, offender and move him back. And so I think, you know, his ability to play with leverage in those areas. And then I think he also has a, um, you know, a lot of linebacker is, is running to daylight, which um, running backs do a, uh, quite a bit amount of themselves. And so I think that, that has helped him in terms of when there is traffic, finding a seam, and he's been right on it. And so um, I know he enjoys the call for sure. We, we never have to look hard to find him. Do you expect Bernard back this week? All, all points to him coming back. And so we're going to uh, see a little bit of him today. We have a practice later on today. And so some of his reps will be limited. And then I'm sure tomorrow will be limited as well. But we're anticipating having him. You mentioned it's a game of setbacks. Uh, uh, I mean, that's football. Mm -hmm. um, no, no coach wants to lose, but does a part of you as a coach sort of relish the challenge of this week to see if the guys come out with the right energy and it's kind of that, hey, let's see what you're made of sort of mindset? Well, you know, a game of random events, a game of setbacks, I would say that life is like that too. And then, you know, I would rather win than lose. Uh, but then I think – when you have when you have a team that's believing and you have a team that cares about each other and is invested in each other right when you can be re real about what's real i think after we may have mentioned this last week but after every you know saturday game you know you're on sunday or monday you've got yourself a brand new team and so based upon saturday's events and the feelings and the emotions and the decisions and the consequences and all of it to be real with what's real and to come together and to put it all out there again, right? That's, that's something that to this state we have not done yet. You know, we've, you know, it was like we can look at last year and I think last year is difficult because it's, it's, it's hard to push people when you're afraid of losing people, right? And just the situation last year with myself and the, the, the setup of it and everything else. And so this is an entirely uh, probably more normal or a uh, different setup than that. And so um, to be able to push people f so that they can see what we see as coaches is, uh, is the challenge this week. You see and you hear about players eventually watch the film. They can tell whether they've done something. What, how are the coaches after a game like Saturday? What was that room like? Yeah, very reflective, uh, very disappointed, very, um, very hard on themselves. And a lot of my meetings with them yesterday was that way. I think you know, make sure on um, on Sundays to kind of 
clean the day to where I'm, I watch all the special teams reps with our, our coordinator. I watch all of the offensive reps with the offensive staff and then watch all of the defensive reps with the defensive staff. And the reason for that is so that nothing um, kind of slips by, nothing sneaks through, right? Um, and, you know, the, the film doesn't lie. And so, the op you know, the timeouts to protect, you know, the clock running out or the 12 guys on the field, those are just inexcusable. And so I, you know, I put myself as a um, – um, as um, the first one up that can do better in that area. And so um, for us to all see it and look at it and, and own it, I think, was a big thing. That is Dave Aranda, Baylor head football coach, his meeting with the media over the noon hour today. And uh, the Bears at 4-1 and one on the season, 2-1 and one in Big 12 conference play, preparing now to host the uh, West Virginia Mountaineers this Saturday at McLean Stadium. Again, it's an 11 a.m. kickoff this Saturday. All right, uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we've got some basketball news for you. We'll share that with you when we come back. Plus, look at some birthdays, look ahead, Matt Mosley show and game time. All that coming up. John Morris show will continue in a moment here on ESPN Central Texas. The West Virginia Mountaineers are coming to Waco this Saturday to challenge the Bears at McLean Stadium. 9 a.m. for the Baylor Alumni Tailgate Show. 11 a.m. kickoff with John, J.J., and Ricky. Bears Ears. Saturday from McLean Stadium. Here on the flagship station for Baylor football. ESPN Central Texas. The best prices on new or used guns can be found at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. A large selection of 9mm guns, revolvers, shotguns, and ammo from brand names like Smith & Wesson, Canet, Bursa, Glock, and Ruger. Buy, sell, or trade with a friendly and knowledgeable staff that will promptly answer your questions, but not rush you through the shopping experience. Ask about their lifetime warranty on new guns. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive, 254-662-4803. At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. With confusion around vaccinations, masks, and public screenings, it's important to know the symptoms of COVID and its variants. Fever is the leading sign, so make sure you use an accurate thermometer for your family. Only the Exergen Temporal Scanner Thermometer has been proven accurate with more than 100 clinical studies. Non-contact thermometers have no clinical evidence behind them and cannot be relied on. 
Be vigilant and be accurate with Exergen. Learn more at exergen.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Slovakic Sausage in West. Dallas Cowboys used the running game with Ezekiel Elliott carrying 20 times for 143 yards. Cowboys had a total of 245 yards on the ground. Dak Prescott threw for four touchdowns and the Cowboys beat the Panthers 36-28. Tonight on Monday Night Football, Las Vegas Raiders back in L.A. to face the Chargers kickoff at 7:15 on ESPN. Clemson out of the top 25 for the first time since 2014. Baylor also drops back out of the top 25 after their loss to Oklahoma State on Saturday. Alabama renames number one, followed by Georgia, Iowa, Penn State, and Cincinnati rounding out the top five. OU is at six, Oklahoma State moves up to 12, and Texas in at 21. The Cleveland Indians have played their final game ever, beating the Rangers in the last game of the season, six to nothing. Rangers end the season 60 and 102. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Back with us, final segment, John Morris Show on this Monday afternoon. Want to give you some uh, some basketball notes. Baylor women's basketball practice is underway. They started last week and last Wednesday, so they're continuing preparations for their season opener on November 9th. They do have a couple of home exhibition games, October 27th against A&M Commerce and November 3rd against West Texas A&M, and then the regular season opener November 9th. Women's Basketball uh, Tip-Off Club will host their annual welcome back dinner for Baylor women's basketball and the uh, and their fans that comes up this Thursday 6:30 in the Farrell Center head coach Nikki Collin will introduce the team and her staff as well as preview the upcoming season the event is free and open to the public Tip-off club membership forms and opportunities for season ticket purchases will be available. So that is this Thursday, 6.30 in the Farrell Center for the uh, Baylor Women's Basketball Tip-off Club annual Welcome Back Dinner. And Baylor men's basketball practice begins today for the new season. Scott Drew and the Bears, the defending national champions, they are practicing this afternoon. First time in uh, full preparation for the upcoming season that begins November 12th for the Bears, the defending Big 12 and national champions. Uh, so basketball practice is underway. Snuffy Smith sent me a note that uh, this Saturday, prior to the Baylor-West Virginia game, they will have a meet and greet and take pictures with the Baylor men's basketball team. That is over at Brazos Parking on 1400 MLK Junior Boulevard. That is on the other side of MLK Boulevard across from McLean Stadium. Uh, it will begin at 8.30 and, uh, and last until 10.30 with two separate groups of players. And uh, that, again, is free and available to the public. The event is sponsored by Alliance Bank Central Texas. And uh, that comes up this Saturday. Uh, chance to meet and greet and take pictures with Baylor men's basketball. No autographs will be available, but uh, you can take pictures with the guys that are in attendance there. So there's some basketball notes as uh, basketball season is right around the corner. Aaron, uh, even closer than that, the Matt Mosley show is right around the corner. Coming up at 3 o'clock, I'm sure uh, plenty of talk about the Cowboys and their big win yesterday over Matt Rule and the Carolina Panthers. 
Baylor talk as well. And Matt sat down one-on-one with head coach uh, Dave Aranda today. So we'll have that coming up in the hour as well. So the Matt Mosley show coming up at three, then game time at four with Tom and Ward and Aaron. So just keep it here the remainder of the afternoon uh, on ESPN Central Texas. Let me mention some birthdays before we move out of here uh, this afternoon. Uh, let's see, looking for the list, looking, looking, looking. Missed on Saturday, uh, um, Amy Chandler's birthday was on Saturday, uh, a little bit late, but happy birthday to Amy Chandler up in Denver, Colorado. Don't know about Amy, but David sometimes listens to us on delay, so uh, happy birthday to uh, to Amy up in Denver, Colorado. Mm, this is not good. These birthdays aren't loading here. Let me check another location. Today, uh, Chancey Stuckey's birthday, uh, Baylor's new first-year uh, receivers coach. Happy birthday to him. And Mark Alford's birthday is today. Mark uh, used to work at KWTX-TV. He is now in Kansas City. Uh, he works the uh, morning show there. Every time we go to Kansas City for uh, the Big 12 tournament or other events, it's always great to see Mark on the air there at the Fox station in Kansas City. So uh, that's all I've got right now. Uh, Aaron, anybody to add to the list? Yeah, I got a few. Uh, actress Susan Sarandon turned 75 today. Uh, actor Christopher Waltz, who uh, I believe won Academy Award for his portrayal of uh, Hans Lanza and in Inglorious Bastards. He turns 65 today. And actor uh, Liv Schreiber turns 54. He of uh, the Ray Donovan series on Showtime. I don't know if you've ever watched that, but it is a great series. It's wrapping up this year. It looked like it was going to be canceled without a conclusion, but Showtime made the uh, correct decision to at least give it a proper send-off. So I don't know if they're going to do a, a short final season or like a final movie, but they are going to end uh, the series, which is, is good because, I mean, it's it's I think it's ran six seasons so far, and it's been great. And, uh, you know, if you're that invested in so, into a series, you want you wanted to have an ending. So um, <laughs> he's right. 54 today. And actress Alicia Silverstone turns 45, and she makes it – she's been in a lot of stuff, but she makes it just from being in Clueless because that was such a great movie. And that's it. And I believe we lost John. <laughs> Let's see. Sorry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. Go ahead. No, no. Uh, that yeah. was it. Lisa Silverstone makes it because of Clueless. Uh, she turns 45. She was also in a bunch of Aerosmith videos. I don't know if you remember that back in the uh, 90s. Um, kind of remember that. Yeah. 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 So uh, she hadn't been in a lot lately, but she was uh, she was really big in the 90s and early 2000s. So uh, that's uh, that's All birthdays right. for today. All right, very good. Thank you, Aaron. Appreciate that, and uh, appreciate everyone tuning in today. Stay tuned. The Matt Mosley Show is coming up next. Lord willing, we'll be back with you tomorrow in the 2 p.m. hour. I meant to mention this early on. We did get to get with uh, uh, Robert Griffin III on Saturday. He was uh, did a segment with us on our tailgate show on Saturday. Really great to see Rob, and uh, I think everybody that, that watched the game on ESPN2 really enjoyed hearing and seeing him in that format, his new, uh, his new career on ESPN. But, man, it was great to see him, and he is uh, no surprise here. He's like a rock star 
you know, walking around. He's got an entourage, and he doesn't he doesn't walk into the room by himself. He's got an entourage with him and following him. So very, very nice to see him on Saturday and appreciate his time doing the interview with us. And uh, by all accounts, I haven't gone back and watched the game yet, Aaron, but I uh, will. And uh, by all accounts, he did a really good job, he and Mark Jones, doing television for ESPN2 on Saturday. So continued success to uh, Robert Griffin III. And, uh, and Aaron, I failed miserably. Remember Friday when uh, Chris was with us and we were talking about Wally Funk? Remember the story of Wally Funk? I do. And uh, that was the, yeah, that was the name to work into the broadcast on Saturday. And mm-hmm. we had a plan. She, and Wally is a she, uh, was going to be the second alternate official. And I just mentioned it when I named the officials. Well, we had a snafu with our officials right at the start of the game. So then that threw me off. And then the way the game was going, I didn't feel like messing around and going back to Wally Funk. So uh, didn't get it done. I apologize. I did not get that done on Saturday. That's okay. It happens. I mean, you know. That happens. Uh, Exactly. Not everyone can work as mistake free as I do, so you know I don't I don't blame you too much. <laughs> <laughs> you have a very high bar. That's true that we all try to live up to. Oh, <laughs> that is great. All right, stay tuned. Matt Mosley is next. Uh, Lord willing, we'll talk to you tomorrow at two. We appreciate you tuning in to ESPN Central Texas. Boy, that's worthy of a longer conversation. 